Hey everyone, welcome back to Pretending with Dice. As always, I'm your host, AJ. Uh, I just wanted to kick things off today with a huge, huge thank you to everyone who tuned in and donated during the charity stream that we were a part of last weekend. Uh, we were raising money for direct relief uh, while playing the game Sons of the Forest with our friends from the lovely Craftians and uh, Penance RPG. And uh, over the course of the stream, we managed to raise over $440, which is it's just amazing. A big, big thanks to everyone who got involved. Uh, we had a really great time throughout the day so uh, who knows uh, we may do something similar in the future at some point uh, watch this space I guess <laughs> okay the uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about before we get into today's episode is just a little update to our future plans uh, as you may know we've been for the last 10 or 11 episodes uh, trying out a few new games in uh, one short form in uh, what we've been calling pilot season uh, at the start, we announced eight games that we were going to be playing, uh, with Fallout being the fifth in the planned series. Uh, however, this was this was kind of really only meant to be sort of a, a quick series of one-shots um, in between sort of series, seasons of Frontier. And the fact of it is that it's kind of dragged on a little bit <laughs> throughout basically the better part of a year. Um, and behind the scenes, I think we've all been sort of feeling the itch to get back to something a little bit more familiar. Uh, so we've made the decision to uh, cut short this series of one-shots for now. Uh, we're not saying we're never going to check out the three remaining games. Uh, but yeah, going forward from this episode, we'll be bringing pilot season to a close for now. Uh, the tentative plan is to bring you a couple more of our Frontier crew roster bonus episodes, uh, one with Dragon, one with Amy, uh, followed by a new season of D&D, uh, set, as always, within our homebrew world of Valana, and then following on from that, we're going to be rolling into Season 2 of Frontier. So yeah, a lot to be excited for, and uh, yeah, we, we can't wait for you all to hear it. Alright then, I think that's all I needed to talk about right now, uh, so without any further ado, uh, let's get into the finale of our Fallout RPG adventure, uh, GM'd for us by Eden. Enjoy! As you step through the threshold, you can smell something. There's a metallic tang in the air. And I, do I know what it is? Um, oddly enough, it smells like iron. Yes. Hunks of iron. I go, okay. I smell, I guess, I, do I know what iron would smell like? Could I, I I've got a, I think I've got a bit, like, would I know that this is like blood or something? I think, I mean, you've not described it. I know what your character does. If you want to describe some of what your character's been up to with his experiments to contextualize why you might know the smell of blood. Okay, so one of the things that my character uh, likes to do is, um, so as part of my experiments, I need lots of resources and reagents and whatnot. And one of the things that uh, my character does is when people people die, uh, he he goes to find their bodies, and he like may take a few bits and pieces here or there, like maybe siphon off some some lipids, 
maybe extract a bit of bile from a near a liver or his stomach. Uh, maybe extract some blood to uh, to have a quick look. You know, like uh, uh, my character is familiar, but may not want to let the uh, the rest of the party know that he does that. I'm gonna say, oh no. <laughs> So, on that basis... Science, AJ. You know, just (laughs) chill out. (laughs) Weird science. Bits and pieces. That's a very different movie. (laughs) I think on that basis, yes, you you can hypothesize that this this very well might be the smell of blood, and it's a strong smell. And then I say, guys, for no reason whatsoever, I think we may be in a spot of trouble but but we already dealt with the squirrel i think it's way worse than the squirrel buddy what what could be worse than a squirrel more squirrels oh i didn't think of that uh can i go over to percy and explain to him that uh (laughs) what what the situation is here i like this immediate every anytime something serious happens you guys are just like Let's just leave Timmy out of it for a minute. We'll just come over here and have a grown-ups conversation. No, we don't want to unnerve you, so we have these conversations before we feel like, you know, before we before we want to prepare you for them, you know? So Fair enough, we're just, but yeah. just considering you. We're both, we're both familiar with how you are, you know? So, I, okay, so I go over to, to Percy and I say, look, Percy, for no... For, don't ask me how I know this, but there is a very, very strong smell of blood in here. Like, it's really... That smell that you're smelling, it's really... It's blood. And I think there is something in here that has caused that. So I think we should probably get the hell out of here. I would agree with you if we didn't need to get those pumps working. Okay, okay. I hear that, and I think that we cannot get the pumps working if we are dead. You're just using my argument from earlier against me. Yeah, it's weird how that works, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I... I, I I, I don't appreciate this, Victor. I mean, we barely know each other, and you're stealing not just... You're just stealing my stuff now? You're stealing my my logic? You're stealing my argument? Is that what you do? You you, you steal things, Victor? Is that what this is about, Victor? You, you're stealing things from me, Victor? Hmm? I sample things. You know? Yeah, you sample things, and then you basically parrot it back. You've stolen it. That's not sampling. That's stealing. Remix. Well, yeah. <laughs> Look... <laughs> You rightfully pointed out that we were in trouble, and I didn't listen to you, and look what happened. You nearly lost your goggles. Yeah, I almost lost my goggles. That would have been tragic. And I said, and now we are in a situation, I came to you because I figured you would probably be smart about this. Normally, yes, I would agree with you. The Overseer gave us a job, and we've got to get it done. If we don't do it, the vault will become uninhabitable, and people will not be able to survive down there. Worse still, if we fail at this, and we don't get this done, who knows what the Overseer might do? He might banish us for failing. What about about Timmy? 
he can't look he can't fend for himself out here i mean yeah he helps us take down that squirrel but this means too much to him we can't just walk away from it now i'm not just like a useless like <laughs> shh, 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 timmy timmy adults timmy. talking grown-ups are, grown-ups are having a good yeah concert. we're talking <laughs> <laughs> okay hey, now hey, hey listen big guy we're just we're just having a big little conversation over here don't mind us you just be very 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 quiet I know, I know Timmy more than I know you, and Timmy is your buddy in whatever freaky research you've got going on and experiments that you do. You know, we need to see this through, for his sake more than anyone else's. If his dad really is that much of an arsehole, this might be Timmy's chance to actually prove him wrong and actually show that he's worth something to his father, he should at least be. So. Let's just remain cautious, but push on. Uh, well... First sign of any trouble, any major trouble, we'll, we'll go. On on this note, can I, like, rustle through my bags uh, and use one of my flares and some of the other chemicals that I have to make, like, a bomb? Just like a, a rudimentary bomb. Something with a fuse that you're not using right now, yeah? Right. Yep, yep, sure. You can take, like, let's say you're pretty quick with your chemicals, you know what you're doing, and your set is built with this kind of thing in mind. Like, you're a mad scientist, effectively. So, <laughs> I think a few metal canisters and things like that would be in there with the rest of the chemicals, stuff that you could pack everything into to sort of make something. And right. uh, yeah, if you guys want to take five to ten minutes then outside of the place to, like, do anything else to prepare. I was going to say, while they were talking, I wanted to have been, like, looking around the entranceway that we we just stepped into. Okay. So, where you're stepping into, as said, it's kind of like an oval windowed area with this broken down door that you're stepping through. And you can see just kind of into the shadow a little bit further. Uh, right in front of you, which would be sort of towards the right-hand side of the building, uh, is the ticket booth and a, a jacket check. It's musty, and you can see the entire surface is covered in dust. It doesn't look like it's been touched in a very long time. Uh, the wind doesn't seem to have blown in too much from this angle to have hit that spot, but it certainly looks like, yeah, it's it's just horrible and dilapidated. Uh, further in, you can see past that is a sort of passageway off to the right. So there's like the booth, and then just past it is this passageway, and then there's a wall. So if you're looking straight in through the windows at the front, of that building, you would see this wall. You can't see past it, but you can see that there's that passageway, and as you peer around the corner a little bit more, there's a pairing passageway symmetrically on the other side. So sort of two entrance ways towards the back of the building. So sort of these are passageways going off, possibly going round the sides of the main room. That um, Could that be implied? Possibly. Um, possibly. But it seems like the width of the wall and the width of the two passageways means that maybe that there's some structure in the middle of that, like stairway or something, like there's this balcony that must exist for this photograph to have been taken from. So perhaps these passageways lead through to the ballroom and that's a bit further at the back. Right, okay, yeah, so I was just trying to keep it straight in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's, it's hard to have it in the mind's eye and it's, I'm trying to think of ways to describe it that's like, okay, gives you a sense of the scale and everything. Yeah, yeah totally. Okay. Is there anything of note in the ticket booth itself? Um, there's some posters of uh, people dancing, uh, references to bands of the time. 
there's a picture of a cheesy looking singer um, and it says Andy Maroon underneath it Andy Maroon okay that's one poster alongside that is another one that has a Piero style clown um, holding a black balloon and they've got a painted teardrop on their face that's kind of like a monochrome poster and it seems to be advertising some kind of strange clown act and then alongside that there's a few other things for bands and that kind of stuff okay cool no no items I could pick up and keep as a keepsake or anything um there's a ledger on the desk that where people have checked their coats okay well that's not very interesting <laughs> keepsake yep that's as much as you can see there now that we'll might be something more interesting further in yeah no it's fair enough no, no yeah no but if if you guys are prepared, I don't know if did Percy want to do anything in in this moment while Victor's making the bomb and Timmy's having a look around, looking intently around the place because you know Victor telling me that there's definitely a smell of blood around the place. I'm now looking for said source of smell. Okay. Um, so let's say you're kind of stood nearby to Timmy. As Timmy's rifling around at this desk, which isn't too far in, it's still within the, the light that's dimly coming in, you can smell that it's coming from both of these passageways. That it, It's just like, as you go further in, the, the kind of the fog of it, it's just in the air, it's thick. And, and it didn't even need to be pointed out once you were a bit further in. Like You knew that there was like, okay, starting, something in I'm the air. I'm starting to pick up on it myself now. Yeah, yeah and, and now... <clears throat> Now that it's been pointed out, it's like, yeah, that's that's probably blood. But if if that's as much as you're doing, then we'll say that Victor has wrapped up his bomb preparation, and you can uh, pick the left or right passage and make your way in. I flip a coin. Oh, <laughs> have you got a coin? Sure. Or a bottle cap? <laughs> Why would I have a bottle cap? I don't know. <laughs> I flip a coin, because we took our money into the vault with us. And I have plenty of coins. <laughs> that you can spend on nothing. Yeah, you're from a wealthy background, of course. Yeah. I yeah. had a I had a pocket full of change, <laughs> I guess. So I, I have my, my lucky £2 coin. Hmm. Well, what are you calling then? Uh, have you actually well, got one I to will... flip in hand, AJ? No, I'm going to roll a D2. Oh, fair enough. Heads is one, tails is two. Okay, tails. So we go right. As a leader, that's the choice I'm making. <laughs> we're, we're going right, guys. Right. Going right. I. Okay. Do you want me to take to, Timmy? Do you want me to take point? J- sure. Yeah, if you, if you want to. Okay. 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 Uh, and uh, Timmy is also holding the stun baton. Yeah. Maybe want to cool that out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sure. Why not? <laughs> okay. So, as you as a group step forward down this corridor it's wide enough that you can kind of be in a triangular formation let's say you step around and the hallway leads around to the left a little bit and into one more main passageway that goes forward you can see that both of these routes have connected there was no door on this route into the center of whatever's in that block that you're passing beyond presumably there's a door somewhere in there to get into whatever it is but you've come around to this other entrance, the smell is getting worse and worse. There is a dim red light kind of coming from the uh, passageway that you're approaching. 
And as you round that corner and look through down the passageway, you can see the shadow of the ballroom itself. The room opens up with a huge ceiling. It's it's quite grand, but most of the windows are kind of smeared over with like red. It's blood, and the majority of the light is being filtered out by it. The dance floor itself, what little you can see, seems to be slippery and slick. There's a sheen all over it. And you can see hovering, floating some things. It doesn't make any sense. They're sort of spiky, floaty balloons in the air in front of you. Can I um, light one of my flares and have, so we can have a clearer view sight on what's going on? Yep. So, you are you holding it? Are you throwing it? What are you doing with it? Um, I am going to hold it initially and if there is no like water on the floor then I'm going to throw it out, throw it down okay, I'm going to say that this is your final flare, the other two were used for whatever bomb creation you went through, fine so you light the flare and immediately you can see bizarrely what looks like inflated squirrel tails, those giant spiky squirrel tails floating with strings hanging below them over the dance floor. The dance floor is slick as said and covered. If you were to throw the flare down it'd burn continuously because it's not so much liquid that it would drown it out immediately and it's a flare so they're kind of built around that kind of stuff. Yeah. But as you do this and that illuminates all of it on the stage in the distance a light flicks on and stood frozen in a strange pose on one foot the other leg kicked out behind them holding one of these balloons in one hand is a strangely rotund wrinkly Piero clown it's got lesions all over its face and it is admiring the balloon as the light is shone on it and as you've lit this flare it looks down at you and it kind of pulls a big frowny face and turns its head sideways and lets go of the balloon and then looks up as it floats away and the light on the stage goes out and from where your flare is illuminating it doesn't you can't see enough of the stage to see anything up at that end anymore what in the Reese's peanut butter fuck was that I told you we should have gotten the fuck out of here you hear in the distance from the stage I have lost my balloon hello oh I'm so sad I've lost my balloon please get one of my balloons back to me okay (laughs) he just wants our help though Maybe if we help him, he'll tell us where the uh, where the basement is. Hey, that's a great idea. Yeah, let's just ask the creepy-looking undead clown where the basement is, and if he'll tell us if it's time for one of those fucking death balloons. Sometimes you just got to trust people. Okay, now, crazy thought here. We should get the hell out. But but we need to we need to fix the pumps or. Or the the, the, the the vault will be in danger. Siri, 
Can I be real with you for a second here? Uh, I thought you were always real with me. Okay, realer then. Timmy, how much, how, like, how close are you really with the Overseer? Like, I know he's your dad, but like, are you really close? How do you really feel about that guy? I, I, um, I, I shouldn't say. All I'm saying is, do we really want to go back? I'm just throwing this out here as another option, you know? But all of our... Everything's there. I know, right? Your dad, my acid. <laughs> Look at us, I've got tons of things there that are very important to us. But did you see that guy? Where else would we go? I realise I'm not, like, not winning him over, so I'm like, ah, forget it. And I just hold on and clench onto my like I clench my bum a little further and hope that, and I hope that the madness doesn't consume us all. Okay, so I, at this moment I just want to describe the room a little bit more. So aside from the dance floor itself, which has these let's say there's about ten of these balloons floating around, and the air is so stagnant that even you walking into the room you can see has created a wake and that they're bobbing around in quite an unpredictable fashion. And it's not clear what they're filled with to make them float. Can I, can I go over uh, the, to a near proximity of one near near the flare that's lit? Is there any of them near the, any of the uh, near the flare that I've lit? Let me just finish describing the room for one second, and then yeah. we'll figure out how how far the flare went, and then something might happen. But we'll see. Um, so, on the left and right of the dance floor itself are kind of stacked up chairs and tables very high blocking it so that you have to make your way across the dance floor to get to the stage so there's no going around this and on that basis did you fling the flare did you chuck it at your feet what was the move there uh, I, I threw it kind of just in front of me okay so it's not too close to any of the balloons so as you step forward onto the dance floor a little bit it's slippery as hell but taking your time about it you're, you're safe and as you approach the balloon or the first one it smells for a start you can see that it's definitely one of these squirrel tails that's somehow been kind of gutted and inflated and it's hissing ever so quietly from the bottom and as you bring your nose in close you can tell that it, it's hydrogen. Oh, fuck. Now I look over at both of these two and I say, um, so these things, well, this thing is leaking hydrogen. If whatever that thing is fights us, um, I think both of the things that we have against it are going to fuck us up more than it fucks that up. So, again, I would like to suggest that maybe we just leave. From the stage, you hear another call. Oh, yes, one of my balloons. Bring it to me, please. Who, who are you, mister? I'm Mr. Balloon. How long have you lived here? The light flashes back on, and he's in a slightly different pose this time. It's, it's an unusually 
aggressive one. He's sort of like squatting down and he's got his hands on his knees. He's kind of like half squat. And he's looking at you. He goes, I've always been here. Uh. Okay. <laughs> just, just the resigned. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> this, this kind of lacerated hero thing. Is it actually an organ? Is he actually organic, or is it like a mannequin that's being posed in and out of the darkness? Can we oh, tell? He's definitely alive. He's he's definitely like, alive, right? I'll say because we all know Fallout. He's a ghoul. But like the lacerations and like the wrinkliness and mm. it's just that he's got heavy makeup on and this weird outfit and he seems to be kind of bursting at the seams like he's as I said he's strangely rotund it's not like he's fat it's he, there's something else going on like he's been stuffed full oh oh, oh dear oh why do I get the feeling he might have been stuffed with hydrogen he's expanding oh no call out again Mr. Balloon, uh, can we go to the basement? We we need to look at something. The light goes back out, and you just hit. No one's allowed to go to the basement apart from Mr. Balloon. That's where I do all my best work. At this point, I am now intrigued about what his work could be. <laughs> oh. Kindred spirit here. Yeah. Uh, I, I go. What? What? What kind of work? What, you, what have you got going on down there in the basement? The light flicks back on. He's back in a jubilant mood. He's got a big, broad smile on his face. And again, he's on one foot, kind of like hopping and gesturing with his hands out in front of him. Oh, I make all of my balloons! Uh, I gesture to Victor and Timmy. Guys, if he makes his balloons down in the basement, is it possible he's the reason the pumps are starting to fail? He's using the pumps as part of whatever process he has for making those things? Well, m maybe. Do you think he's... Is he pumping up squirrels? Uh, now, you know, I want to say he might be a bad guy, but he does have access to hydrogen, which is very, very useful for stuff. So... I don't know. You know, I kind of want to see what he's got going on down there. He said nobody can go down there but him, though, which is that's, that's a problem. Yeah. Fine, fine, fine. I guess we've got to think about this problem first. But after we kind of, we, after we've done this, we've definitely got to go look at that hydrogen situation because I'm very curious. Maybe we just give him one of the balloons. We ask him if we can just take a look downstairs. Well, yeah, that's the, that sounds like a good plan to me. Oh, Bagsy, not me. I'll go. Why don't, why don't we all go? Uh. Why, why are we talking about splitting up? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Victor. Uh, damn it. All right, fine, let's all go. <laughs> I will offer to take hold of one of these equip balloons and gently walk it over to Mr. Balloon. Before he goes, before he goes, I just want to remind him that he is holding something that is leaking something that is really, 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 really flammable. 
which is why I'm keeping the gun the other side of me and away. So okay. I can set off any reaction. Okay. 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 Not because I know this is what would happen, I'm just keeping the gun out of sight. Okay, I, it's just that okay. So you 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 trust me enough to be like fine. I'm li- I I listen to your advice. At this point, yes. I'm glad we have an understanding. Me too. So at this point, as 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 you're preparing to walk over towards the stage, the light has stayed on, and he's been holding this pose for a few moments as you've been talking, and he's visibly shaking a bit. He's struggling to hold his weight in that position, and you kind of see him looking over to the side trying to like keep an eye on you as as he's trying to also maintain the act and he as he sees you start stepping over you see a movement on his hand and the light goes back off mm. and he goes you hear yes bring me one of my preciouses bring it over here just across the dance floor it's so easy just walk over here Okay. You, you heard him, Percy. Just walk over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, just, just walk over there across a. Maybe, maybe go around the edge. <laughs> the edge is just a slick. But you I'll try. can do it, Percy. We believe in you. Hang on a minute. It's just, it sounds like I've gone forward and you two have stayed back. What happened to Awful One? <laughs> <laughs> you fuckers. <laughs> Sorry, Percy. <laughs> As as you step forward, realizing that you've been left behind by your comrades, Bastards. maybe no longer comrades, <laughs> I would like you to do a perception survival check. Uh, one success. And a complication. Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. It's enough. I'll give you the one success. So you can see that at the end of the dance floor, there's about a two meter strip where the boards are visibly damaged and clearly seem to be set up to fall away as you step into them. So there's kind of like a a trap. So if you were to just walk straight across to the stage from any part of the dance floor, it would just fall through and who knows what's down there. As you're holding the balloon and dragging it through the air with you, bump another balloon with the one in your hand. Oh. And while it doesn't explosively blow up, it does blow up the tail and the sharp parts and lumps of the tail kind of fly out in all directions and start flicking against you so I would like you to take a endurance um, in fact, no, let's just say flat damage actually, you're going to take two you're getting one of the squirrel spiky tail bits into your arm Oh, and it causes you to let go of the balloon it kind of the, the one in your hand floats away thankfully that one's a bit stronger than the one you bumped into ah I was not expecting that oh you guys made the right choice staying back uh I offer him my uh, I offer him my stim pack if he wants it but I'm hoping he says no <laughs> I I put I put my hand up to you to say you know no thank you keep it for when it's really needed right Uh, Okay, so I refuse the stim pack and I look up and say Would you accept a different balloon? Oh, one of my balloons going pop 
Oh! And he pull, puts his index finger up and runs it down his face from his eye, like, oh, sad tear. You could always bring me another one, though. You're so close. Mm. And then the light flicks off, and you hear some kind of muffled footsteps towards the back of the stage. Can we have some awareness of where he is when it's dark? At this point, all you know is that the light went off, and I think only Percy was far enough forward to have heard the kind of quiet footsteps to get a sense that, like, he's not he's not stuck around this time. He's no longer on stage. Hmm. If if I was if I was to tell if I was to tell the other two where the trap is, could they make their way around to it and? Not, not deactivate it, but could they investigate it while I'm trying to reach for another balloon? The trap itself is not really something you can deactivate. It's, it's more that the floor is, has been taken out in this strip. Yeah. But it's so, okay, so can they see what's down there? Can they see yeah, if there's if, anything if, if, like a pit or anything? You can't see through it. it, it it's well enough covered that like you can kind of make out that there's some dim light shining through, but you certainly can't see what's actually down underneath it. Right. Um, you can make out that, like the the distance that this covers to get just past it and towards the like bottom of the stage area, it, it's like a two meter jump. So you might viably be able to make that. Okay. Might viably be mm. able to make that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think I am. <laughs> I don't think I'm making that jump. As said, there are tables and chairs and things stacked up at the sides of the. Of the dance floor, so you could potentially. It might take some time, and who knows how much time is taken here. But you could potentially get some stuff down from that. Maybe like get a table, bridge the gap if you can find something big enough. Okay, so yeah, what if we, me and Timmy, go and get some, um, get a table, mm. and if we can kind of use it to put over the trap, maybe. Okay, so what you're going to need to be doing here is the dance floor itself still has some of these balloons. Ostensibly, there's still not, uh, I think I said 10 total, so there's nine of them still floating about. And if you're going to be moving something big and heavy about, that's going to be a two man job to lift it and bring it through. And it's going to be passing at least, I'll say, three of the balloons. So you're going to have moments where you're going to need to, well, I don't know how you want to approach it fast or slow. That, that will be taken into account in terms of like these are obstacles in the way. Okay, let's think about this. Let's think about this. Well, what kind of tables are they? Are they like kind of dining room table style or like folding tables or what's the? They are not quite banquet sized tables, but like they're they're twelve foot long, some of okay. them. But they are in the way that they're piled up is incredibly inconvenient. It's going to take removing quite a lot of stuff from the top of the pile to be able to get any of this stuff out. So it's there's going to be some element of like time to that. If I were to slowly slit a balloon mm -hmm. and like release the gas from it slowly with my uh, with one of my squirrel teeth, mm -hmm. would that cause an ex like would that cause any violent reaction? No, there's no spark. Right. Can we then, uh, Timmy and I, go get a table, and then when we 
uh, our need, like how uh, like once we get close to a balloon, how much how aware of it would we be? Like, would I be able to perceive it before like I ran headfirst into it? Or here, here, yeah, here's an idea: we could get a table, uh, flip it so that it's upside down and on mm. the ground, and then just shove it along by holding onto the legs at the back. We'll be staying low, the table's low, we're not lifting the table up to the height where it's going to be hitting a balloon. And just slide it along the floor. I'll work. Mm. I can and just conceptually, I'll tell you that's that's a good plan. Yeah, as I say, we, and we, won't have to, we can do that relatively quickly without causing any issues because we're not carrying it, we're dragging it. Yeah. Well, well you're still going to have to I would move, say push move it. past these things with it. Like, even if you're pushing it, you're going to have to move past the balloons on the dance floor to get it into position. Yeah. Okay. With some sort I can, and then like, if we do come into contact with, uh, if like when we're going past the balloons, I can, I can just cut them open, I guess, or I can take one of them and give to the our Piero friend because I really do want to be his friend now that I know that he's got access to all this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so is that, is that the plan then? Is that what you guys want to do? Sure, yeah. yeah well, if cool. you're happy with that. Yeah, all right, let's go. It's as good a plan as any. Okay. Jonathan, you were saying Victor would start potentially start disarming balloons. So shall we say that he recognizes the path and can see, like, there's there's the table we want. Like Again, he scans the environment and is like, that's the table that's going to fit across the gap most easily. That's the most easily accessible one. It'll take a few minutes to move the chairs and stuff. You guys grab that. I'll start disarming balloons. Sound good? Yes. Go on. I know that's going to be your problem, but yes, let's do that. Okay. So we will have Victor start to disarm the first balloon as the other guys go to work. Uh, the other guys don't need to roll for anything. I think it's just steady, busy work, lugging this stuff about and moving it out of the way. Uh, Victor is going to need to do a difficulty one. It's kind of a finesse thing. So it's agility and... Would it be melee to... weapons? Because he's kind of making yeah, cuts. Yeah, but it's, 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 a, it's more like a med- medical cut, is what I'm thinking, though. That it's like an incision. I'm slicing what he's looking for here. Yeah, I'm kind of doing a surgical thing. And I, I will say that the squirrel's teeth are certainly sharp enough at the very end that, like, if you just got the very end edge in, you could certainly make a careful slice. So we'll do medicine and agility. Ooh, medicine is my tagged skill as well. Okay. Okay. Wish me luck. Oh, shit. I got 18 and a 9. Well, there you go. All good. Oof. Nice. Awesome. So, you've disarmed the first one, and the guys start hauling the uh, thing across. <coughs> As you've managed to like get a good sense and a close look at these things, you recognise where the soft bit of tissue was that you punctured, and you study the other balloons as you approach and manage to make some more careful incisions and take two more out and clear a route for the guys to push the table across. They push it across the gap and the subterfuge stays in place. It doesn't actually break away because it's it's sturdy enough to like hold but not like to take human weight. But the table is now in place and you can make your way across. Yay. Nice. Teamwork, guys. It makes the dream work. That was beautiful. <laughs> so, 
uh, are you just going straight across? And what are you doing on the other side? Are you going straight onto the stage? Because to describe it, it is just like it, there's just the theatre pits on each side of the stage, and you can make your way up. That's are there great. any more uh, balloons around? Uh, no. Now, now that you've made your way past that gauntlet, there, there's nothing left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. the, the one that he let go of seemed to have a little bit more buoyancy and kind of floated off towards the ceiling a bit more. So you've made your way up onto the stage, and it, it's still dark. Um, your night vision's kicked in a little bit because as you moved further across the dance floor out of the way where you'd lit that flare, it's now gone back to that dim, reddened light in the room. And behind the curtains of the stage, um, again, it's slightly darker still, but you can just about make out that on the right-hand side, there is a set of stairs that has kind of like a metal handrail on either side and is leading down somewhere. Well, we we need to go down. Okay. Um, with regards to like the smell of blood, uh, how is it stronger down here, or was have we now passed the worst of it? The the blood is still strong and is still on everything. The whole place is just covered in in the stuff, and be... somehow the Piero clown was inexplicably like immaculate. I was going to say, got to be uh, fresh blood as well, otherwise it would have dried, surely. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> so, who's taking the lead on the stairs here? Because this is narrow enough for one person at a time. Um, I'll lead the way. Yeah, well, I mean, I have no weapons, so I'm not leading for shit. <laughs> I'm I'm in the middle. I'm if uh, if Timmy's taking point, uh, then I'm in the middle, and Percy's taking the rear. Yeah, that's a fast swap from last time. <laughs> so, is Timmy holding the stump baton? Is he like fully ready for war, so to speak, with his helmet on? I think I'm holding it. Yeah, I I'm, I'm maybe not like holding it in front of me there, but I've got it out, you know. Okay, you're ready to go. Yeah. So as you step further down the stairs, the the smell stays intense, there's a blood trail down there. You can see footsteps kind of marking through it where the clown has made its way downstairs. Um, Reaching the bottom and looking right, you see in the direction that um, the ballroom was, you can see that there's a cage directly underneath where the broken bits and the the trap was. So had you plummeted through, you'd have fallen straight into this and been trapped. Um, There is a wall, kind of, as you come down, you look right, you see that cage in front of you, but then if you look further right, there's a wall blocking what's off on that side of this basement area. You've gone down, down at least like two flights of stairs worth of stairs. You're definitely in the basement at this point. Right. So, in the cage, you can see strewn about uh, a variety of body parts, bits of squirrels. There's definitely a human foot in there. There seem to be more of like this wrinkled flesh that you don't recognize, but is ghoul flesh, definitely. Um, so, this guy has been catching who knows what for how long. Okay. Oh, good thing we didn't fall down in there. <laughs> Look at that foot. I'm, I'm a bit affected by the ghoul flesh. 
Okay. I'm just I'm just kind of fascinated by it because I'm like, well, there is no ghoul flesh down and down where I've been, so I'm I'm having to I'm finding the temptation to go and, and analyze that ghoul flesh further. Okay. As but, you're kind of rounding this corner and stepping forwards, you've not quite gone past the point of this wall on the right that you, you there's a little passageway and like you can see a little bit of dim light down there. But you can't see past it yet. But you can now start to hear a humming noise and the whir of machinery. Something is active down here. Oh. I guess I, I start to get really excited. Maybe you turn the pumps on. Do I? Uh, can I ascertain anything based on what I hear on? Based on what I hear from the like the 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 whirring of machinery. You can hear something that's definitely pumps of a sort. But you can also hear quietly a hissing noise. Mm. Okay, if I hear the hissing noise, the first thing I'm going to want to do is investigate that, I guess. But obviously, I want to be aware of. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm still in between Timmy and Percy right now, right? In yeah. terms of location. Yeah. Our positions yeah. haven't changed. Right, yours. You're still behind me, and yeah, Timmy's still in front of me. Okay, yeah. um, so I guess I'm still just kind of following, still following Percy, but I am aware of the. I, I make everyone aware of the hissing noise, uh, and I, I suggest that maybe that sounds like something is amiss. Hmm. We, we, you said it, hydrogen blows up. Maybe we don't light anything on fire. Yeah, okay. I mean, I guess I'll put away my, my bomb for now. And I'm I'm really mad that I'm not going to get the chance to use this. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe maybe we can blow up the Ferris wheel when we leave. Let's just get this job done and then we can talk about but all the fun stuff we'll get to do afterwards. We continue down the corridor, I guess. Okay, so you round the corner and the wall carries along. It's kind of a narrow passageway with the cage lining all the way along your left side. And the corridor loops around again to the left and follows back towards, again, kind of the path that you crossed the dance floor on. So you're heading back in that direction, but now under, underneath it. And a few feet down this corridor, there's another left turn and another room opens up in front of you. And you're immediately met by smiling clown in the center of the room holding a another one of the, these balloons and on one corner behind him Victor you recognize what are clearly pump controls of some sort they're, they're very similar to what you've got in the vault right yeah on the other side of the room is a hydrogen generator oh. and it's got a pipe leading from it and you can see it's kind of like strewn across the floor and there's a table on again the right side of this room closer to where you're entering from that has parts of pe things that have clearly been used for balloon experimentation and there's a, a large amount of squirrel by comparison to everything else because clearly this is the one that worked okay first of all I look around and I say, this place is awesome. I love it. I love what you've done with everything. Um, 
I'm so glad. So few people appreciate my balloons. No, no. Oh, here, I've got one last one for you. And he holds his hand out in front of him and well, wafts the balloon in that direction. Oh, so can I, like, can I catch it? <laughs> he's not let go of it. Oh, he's right. holding oh, it he's out, gesturing, like, come and take it off of me. Mm. He's quite imposing now that you've gotten closer, and it's still dim light in this room, but he is easily six foot tall plus. And it looks like, aside from Percy, he would flatten you guys just by, like, getting on top of you. You'd be done. Okay. Um, my grandfather always told me not to take explosive <laughs> balloons off of strangers. <laughs> don't, don't accept balloons from weird, creepy, hundred-year-old clown monsters. <laughs> he always said that. He did. In that way, he was a very wise man. It was never relevant until now, but... Right. <laughs> it's funny, that's how wisdom works. Yeah. You know? Anyway, right. so I will say that this room is about 20 feet. He's most of the way across the room from you. And as you're deliberating a little bit, he starts kind of like slowly hopping forwards. He's making sure he stays behind the balloon as he's holding out in front of him. But he's kind of moving slowly forwards. Good. I've got the balloon for you I'm just like again I, I guess I'm still behind Percy at this time and I'm like I'm trying to back as far as, just as far as I can on the other hand we've got him cornered yeah that's a fair point yeah and I guess he is holding a, a hydrogen filled balloon but there is a hydrogen filled generator just over yonder yeah uh, man. Hey, 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 no, Mr. Balloon, we don't, we don't want any trouble. We just, we, we want to look for our, um, we want to look for something. I can't tell you what it is, otherwise my father will be uh, disappointed in me. Oh, we never want to disappoint Daddy, now, do we? Well, uh, no, 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 definitely not. I uh. disappointed Daddy once. He was very angry. But then I found some balloons. He stopped hopping forwards as he's kind of thinking about this. Uh, how did that make you feel? Oh, the balloons made me feel all right. I like it when they go pop, you know. Huh. I made Daddy go pop. Oh. No. Now... One of you, take my balloon. And he again starts stepping forwards. This time with less of a jaunty angle and more intent. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a taunt. I want to did, did it? Did you feel better when you made Daddy go pop? Oh, yes. I like to make everything go pop. Hmm. <clears throat> Uh, I, I probably shouldn't tell you this, but I'm going to make all of you pop. And he picks up the pace. He is now probably within ten paces, and we are going to begin combat initiative. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, we have Victor with initiative 13, Percy with 10, Timmy with 10, and mercifully for you, this guy has less than that. So, we've got Victor up front, and then 
Do we want to flip a coin for Percy and Timmy, or do you want to guys? Do you guys just want to pick? Uh, I would. My my thing would be that whoever's got the highest agility would go first. Okay, cool. On that basis, we'll go Percy. So Victor, Percy, Timmy, bad guy. Okay, so just remind me what else is in the room right now. There is the pumps on the on the left. Uh, sorry, the the pumps on the right. The generators on the left. No, the the pumps were on the left. That's generator sorry. was on the right, and that's got like the hose, let's say, coming off of it, and that's where you can kind of now you you're in the room and you can kind of see it. That's where the hiss is coming from from the end. Like there's a very slight leak on it, not enough for it to like fill the room that it stinks or anything, but. How your, close? Your keen ears caught that, uh, and then on the right you've got the table full of dissected butchered parts and all that kind of stuff. How close is uh, our our Piero to the the machine? Not the pumps, the uh, the hydrogen machine. He's kind of squarely in the middle of the room. Ah. Not not literally. In fact, where where he's moved forwards. In fact, I said it was a twenty foot room, and he's ten ten foot away. So yeah, he is squarely in the middle of the room right now. Right. Okay. If I move over, I want to move over to the the table where all the bits are. Okay. Okay. I guess I want to, because I don't really have like any weapons except for my bum, and I guess maybe my like multi tool if I want to use it as like a melee weapon, which Mm -hmm. would be advisable because I have nothing in melee weapon. Um. You've got the squirrel teeth as well. I have got so the that, that that'll be a, an improvised weapon, and they're sharp enough, as said. So I think they do a decent amount of damage. Could you strap them to your multi-tool, like the butt of the multi-tool, and just you know stab him in the nipples? Yeah. I'm just thinking, how big is a multi-tool typically? Is it? It's like penknife size, basically. That is like. It's like if I, I'm like, what could I stick to that? Could you throw the squirrel um, thing at the balloon in his hand? Oh yeah, put pierce it. Mm, that is interesting. Um, I knew they'd come in handy. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess if I move to the table where all of these bits and pieces are, I can find more squirrel teeth, right? Oh, certainly. Okay. Yeah, I want to go over to the table. I want to make my way to the table, or rush to the table. Uh, and I, I want to throw one of my squirrel teeth at the uh, at the balloon. Okay. So we'll have a throwing agility check. Okay. So throwing an agility. And this is um, I'll say it's difficulty one because of the size of the balloon. It's big enough that it's not a difficult target. Just got to be a reasonable throw. You can do it. I believe in you. Thank you. Fifteen and a three. Ooh, I'll do it. Yes. I, nice. I did it. All right. So the the balloon pops. <laughs> Mr. Balloon shouts, "Oh!" <laughs> and is showered in the squirrel spikes and what have you. He gets nice. one right in the cheek. Ooh. And the alabaster white of his makeup is suddenly ruined. He p- reaches up to his face to grab it and pull it out, and there's a nasty gaping hole. And it doesn't leak too much, because he's a ghoul, and it just mostly kind of shows all of the decay 
more in his face and kind of reveals just how horrible that is, where the makeup was doing something to just make him this... He was ghoulish, but kind of clearly a human, but now you're asking questions like, what is this? Okay. Uh, Alabaster, or like Alabastard, am I right? (laughs) You got him. Next up, Percy. Okie dokie, right. I am going to... I'm going to take the opportunity to use the uh, the gun again. Okay. This guy, yeah, don't need him about, so I'm going to take a name. Um, I, can what, I, am I? Oh, yeah, go on. I was going to say, can I scream? Please, there is a, a whole generator here <laughs> that is filled with hydrogen. Please don't hit it. Maybe move somewhere that you can't hit it and pray that you hit this thing's body. <laughs> like... Okay. So, okay, what I'm going to do then, to try and minimise uh, the bullets going astray and hitting something we don't want it to, I'm going to make a, a dash forward and try and shoot Mr. Balloon as close calls as possible and try and shoot him in the head. Nice. Okay, so, kind of like a few paces forwards with the gun held out, just bringing it, the barrel right up to his face. Yeah, kind of like decisive action right here. Okay. Probably going to fuck it up, but we'll see. Now, I'm, I'm just thinking that he, he's been showered in all this stuff and he's injured a little bit. He's probably a little bit distracted. So, getting up close, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to think of how to weigh the role here in terms of you're trying to put the gun barrel right against his head. So, aim, as close as isn't, possible, yeah. aim isn't necessarily the role here. I think I would like you to do a agility athletics check because this is a paced move to like bring yourself into range and to maintain the aim as you approach and okay, confidently okay. do it. And that you're bringing the aim to a point where it's like it, it's dead. He's dead to rights. So you're right in front of him. Okay. Here we go. <gasps> Three. So, agility yep. and athletics, I needed less than eight. Yeah, yep. I'll, I'll give you that. You're, you're capable and confident. The, the floor's not slick or anything like that, as much as there is blood down here. Okay. And yeah, you step forwards, pull the trigger. And as he's kind of nursing his cheek, and he, he's realizing kind of in the moment what's happening, he, in his last action, he brings his index finger back up to his other... He's holding his cheek on one side and he brings his <laughs> finger up on the other and brings it down in a sad tear motion one more time and goes, Oh, Mr. Balloongo Pop! <laughs> <laughs> and his head explodes all over you. Oh, nice. in gore and brains and you, you look over to your shoulder in the moment just after and you brush his nose off. I, I go I go to pick up that nose and I put it in my pocket. <laughs> I just I just I just watch his corpse fall to the ground and say, Cry me a river, you creepy fuck. Timmy is kind of in shock and just like, oh, but Mr Mr Balloon. Mr Wanna reach into my pack right now and pull out a, a file and and maybe just take a sample of that gore. From off of uh, from off of Percy, and just be like, ah, I think I'll keep that for uh, for, yep. for later on. 
rainy no, John, day. I was, I was, I was really hoping, John, that you were going to say you pull out a tiny violin and play it just for Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't put instruments on my. Uh, oh. Oh, next time, bring tiny violins. <laughs> you just oh, I'm, not, I'm not like sad about Mr. Balloon. It's just shocking because like it's, it's this shock, all yeah. happened very quickly. <laughs> like, like yeah. very quickly. Like Victor popped the balloon, and then you just sidestep round and blew his fucking head off. And I'm just stood there in the doorway, like, oh, what's happening? You, <laughs> like, hang on, is Timmy is Timmy still in slow motion mode from when he threw the uh, the ring around the squirrel's face? Yeah, I've been <laughs> in slow motion mode for like half an oh. hour now. <laughs> I think maybe for this moment he's gone kind of back into that. There's there's certainly the shock moment, right? Like yeah. you're just like, oh, uh, this is shock and all. Like I just watched something's head explode. I've never seen that before, and that's grotesque. Yeah. So you are now left with the collapsed body, headless body of the clown in the room and the uh, equipment at the far end. Okay, I guess I go over and have a look. At the um, at the pumps. Okay, you can immediately see that they're inactive. They've got no power supply, and there is a very obvious socket on the side. You know these things well enough. There, there's clearly that hose on the ground is meant to have been plugged into there, but this crazy clown has been blowing up balloons with it. Right. Okay. So I guess I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take the uh, take the hose, connect the. Uh, Back the hydrogen machine back to the pump and get and get things running. I guess get things operational again. Okay, so thankfully, once the uh, once the power's plugged back into it, it, takes a few moments for it to sort of whir, whir up and come up to pressure. But as soon as it does, uh, you press the buttons that you recognise to activate pumps, and it starts whirring. You hear kind of like a low rumbling from deep underneath the building, and creaking again like the indication that like the the surroundings have not felt this for some time if ever um not so much that it's going to collapse the building or anything like that um but yeah the pumps are up and running as far as you're aware is there anywhere that i can like run a diagnostic or like is there any sort of like controls yeah there's a terminal it, it shows that everything's running at not 100 percent it seems like there's been some degradation one of these backup pumps is down, but it's there are at least three different pumps running right now at seventy percent plus efficiency. Okay, okay, cool. So the the actual our actual vault now is is at least tight, ticking over. Now that's what all of the readings show is that like you can see that there was a pressure gauge over like there's like vault side of like the information and then this side of the facility's information on the screen and you could see that the pressure gauge for the vault was pretty much peaking out and the a majority of the pumps had gone down everything was starting to redline and where you brought these pumps on kind of the bars on the right have gone up the bars on the left have gone down a little bit things are starting to equalize Ooh, all right so i guess that's done now now with regards to that ghoul body what kind of state is it in? Can I have a quick peek? <laughs> if you're wanting to examine it, um, I suppose like you don't want to disrobe it too much. But if you try and pull its clothing back a little bit, oh, I don't mind. Like I'll disrobe it if I have to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to see what, see what he's packing. So, to the horror of everybody looking on, I'm 
sure. Um, <laughs> you start disrobing this rotund cloud, uh, clown, sorry, and it's clear that it's been like gorging itself for whatever reason. As much as ghouls don't necessarily need to eat, this thing you don't know why necessarily, but you notice that a lot of the body parts and what have you, like, it's not complete bodies anywhere. Like, you can't see anything that makes a complete being of any sort. So, it's just been stuffing its face with this. And as you kind of, like, pull back the clothes, you can see that the chest and stomach and everything is distended and in a grotesque inhuman way. And it, it looks like the skin is fit to burst in certain places. Okay. I'm, I'm just going to analyze it. I'm just going to have a, a look at it while everyone's kind of deciding what they want to do. I'm like, and I say to them, I've done, I've done what your father's asked me. Now, I'm just, now, just focusing on the, uh, on the ghoul. Mr. Balloon. He is kind of like a balloon. It's fascinating, really. It's, everything's just different, you know? Uh, I've never seen a body look like this. Why did he take his pants off? Well, for science. (laughs) You calling that for science is a little bit suspect, I must say, Victor. No, no, this is all in the the pursuit of knowledge. Don't, it's not weird. And then I go back to what I'm doing. You call that shriveled nutsack not weird? And I'm like, shriveled nutsack, and then I look over and I'm like, fascinating. <laughs> Never seen anything like it. Are you crouched down by this body and like poking <laughs> it and stuff? I'm giving, uh, I'm like, I'm, st- I'm not quite like prodded it yet, but I am oh very closely. I'm like, I am hunched over it. Okay. Prodding the nutsack. <laughs> you can see that there's like, the flesh isn't completely still. There is a strange <laughs> quivering from the center mass. Oh, no. And you can hear an ever so slight gurgling noise. Okay. Hmm. Got a quarto. Mm. <laughs> okay, I hear the gurgling and then I'm like immediately I'm immediately taken out of my fascination. And I I won't and I and I back I back off. Okay. Well, Mission complete as far as bringing the pumps up. So, what what are you guys doing at this point? Maybe, maybe we throw this body in the sea. What? Ah, oh. I guess no. Let's just leave it here. <laughs> <laughs> Next to the pumps that we need to keep working. <laughs> okay, fine. I see your point. Yeah, if that thing decays further and goes bang, then so do the pumps. I don't think we get to keep it, but fine. Let's throw it away. Some let's take it out of here and throw it away. Some throw it somewhere. <gasps> I can use my I can use my bum on it. <laughs> I oh oh <laughs> I've had I've got I've, I've just had an idea. Take it somewhere remote and blow it up, Mythbusters. No, <laughs> you know what? I, 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 like I'm that, kind right? of I'm kind of on John's wavelength here. Sorry, Victor's wavelength. Because if we've still got balloons filled with hydrogen in the in the dance hall, we could take them and the body outside, tether them to the body with the bomb on it, and let it fly off and watch it go bang in the sky. Like, oh. Because then, 
because then, well, then, then we pre we preclude any possibility that those things will explode on their own and damage the pumps further or damage the building further. He, he went out the way he, he wanted to. Surrounded by balloons. I'm going pop. I'm yeah. Going pop, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do, What do we think? I love that idea. Yeah. Let's do it then. <laughs> and then we go back and tell tell father that we were successful. Uh, yep. Yeah, sure. And, and we and, and we make sure to mention your your excellent disabling of that squirrel that attacked us earlier. Seriously, that was really impressive. <laughs> that was that was excellent. Can we, can we make sure he knows it's like a big squirrel, not like a you know? Because it sounds kind of under underwhelming when you just say I I managed to stop a squirrel. Do you know sure. what? We we won't even tell him it was a squirrel. We'll just tell him it was a large feral creature, and you were able to disable it with excellent skill of throwing. Hey, I've still got one of the teeth. You know? Yeah. He doesn't need to know it was a squirrel. But yeah. the teeth will prove to him it was deadly enough. That, that'd be good. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I, I give him. I give him the, the my remaining squirrel tooth, and we like show that to your dad. A trophy. I hang it on my wall, over my bunk. I think I've got an idea for the epilogue from what you've just been saying. Okay. So if if you're happy at this point, I think we'll I fade can, to I black can bring and us come all back to it. Yeah. Not necessarily fade to black because I think continuing exactly what you've just been talking about. You gather up the body, you kind of haul it over your shoulders, and it's a three-man effort. You drag it up the stairs. It weighs a ton. And it keeps making these horrible gurgling noises all the way. Once you get to the top and you bring it to the edge of the dance floor, you realize that there's that hole there and that the tables maybe this is going to be very awkward. So you go to the other side, you gather up a few of the balloons very carefully. You kind of watch how the clown was handling them. And it seems that if, you, if you're very dainty with it, then you'll be all right. And you start gathering them up and bring them across to the other side and stringing them up to the clown enough that it starts hovering off the ground enough that you can kind of float it across what would be the gap. You bring it outside, and you string a few more balloons to it, and he starts floating up into the air. You prep the bomb, set a nice little fuse on it, and while you're doing all of this, the guys, let's say two of you are doing that, and on a whim, Victor, you just say to Percy, that thing, the Ferris wheel that was seized up, just give the lever a try. <laughs> so you walk over and you give it a hard yank and because you're that much stronger it, it kind of unseizes and creaking and whirring the ferris wheel starts to move releasing the clown it starts to float up and Percy calls everybody over the ferris wheel's on you stop it, everybody gets on you ride it up to the top and then once you get up there You've got like a little detonator or something, some means of triggering the bomb. It goes off. You watch a cloud of gore and disgustingness showers the area. The promenade is slick now. Like there's just a big dust of, I don't know, South Mr. Balloon. This is amazing. I'm so happy we did this. <laughs> this is completely not how I thought today was going to go, but I'm rolling with it. So after that, you you ride it back around solemnly at this point. Although Victor's quite elated by everything that's occurred here, this um, is awful. And you I don't know why we did this. You make your way back down the promenade. You make your way safely back down to the elevator. You trigger an intercom and let Daddy know, 
It's been a success. I need a shower. Oh, son, I, I heard the pumps start to whir and creak. Everything seemed to get a little bit better. It, it was almost like the air got slightly cleaner. I think everything's running more efficiently. Get down here now. Daddy, Daddy's got the biggest hug for you. <laughs> You ride the elevator down, and uncharacteristically, he is genuinely like elated. Oh, you've finally done the family proud! Pulls you in for an embrace, a big hug. He looks at the other two as he's doing this. He goes, Oh, it's a good job all round, boys. You've saved the vault. Oh, what a time it must have been. Did you get up at any japes up there? Can't see there aren't any big scrapes or anything. You'd all look fine. Were you. A brave boy for daddy. <laughs> the bravest. You should show him your trophy. Yes. Trophy? We got this tooth off this thing, it attacked us. Yes. It was very scary. There was a large fanged beast up there, and your son was absolutely brilliant. He managed to disable the thing and stop it from reaching Victor for a, for a, a killing blow. He saved my life. Genuinely, Overseer. He... He managed to subdue the thing and stop it from getting any kind of damage in. He was brilliant. Oh, well done, boys. Well, it might have been a secret project before, but we've got to let the whole vault now know now. And with that, he leads you out, and we will kind of wrap it up with you guys having... Uh, you will now be treated beautifully in this place. You are you are the, the lords of the land, so to speak. You saved the vault. And as much as the Overseer does take credit for having sent you out, he is not a man that takes all the credit and is willing to send it your way. The only one of you, though, that is going to have an issue here is Victor. Because yeah. Jenkins did fall into the bathtub of acid while he <laughs> were out. <laughs> I wasn't thinking that necessarily. But I was thinking... <laughs> your, experiments, <laughs> your experiments, though useful at times, it seems, you, you've succeeded in the mission, so can't deny you that. We need somebody to go out there and look after that pump station. And it seems like it's dangerous. I, I, Maybe I, we could have people visit you from time to time and bring supplies, but you're going to be kind of exiled, and you can do what you like out there. But the other guys, it's up to you what you want to do whether or not how often you go out to the top because maybe you'll get privilege of like well you're the ones that know uh, honestly I'm I'm actually elated by that <laughs> despite, the, despite the danger I didn't really want to come back oh I felt it so I'm super excited to go up as long as I'm allowed to take everything that I have with me then we're cool oh yeah yeah so take long. all of your experiments with you Okay, fine. So long, suckers. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'll go out and see Victor occasionally. See what he's done with the place. Thanks, yeah. man. I swear. I, Timmy is still traumatized from the whole thing and doesn't like going out. No. <laughs> but he remembers he has the tooth, and that's, that's that a reminder enough to have me never bravery. leave my room. <laughs> yeah. But it also reminds you of the bravery. You know, you did that thing. Slowly but surely, Daddy's love fades away as he realizes, oh, oh, it must have been the other two. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. No, 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 no. 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 Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm he's, he's now, he's taken over from the Piero. I found his alabaster makeup. 
I'm going full. I'm going full crazy clown. You're the new Mister Balloon. <laughs> Brilliant. Right, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks' time on Thursday, the 3rd of August, with another Frontier bonus crew roster episode. And uh, yeah, we hope you'll all join us for that. In the meantime, you can find us at pretendingwithdice.com. There's links there to all of our social media presences, our Discord server, our Ko fi page, and uh, yeah, much, much more. So yeah, for now, that's our show. We hope you all enjoyed it. We'll see you next time. Yeah.